The Jerry DePoto Show. Presented by Seattle Pump and Equipment on Seattle Sports Station. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Actually, right now I'm contemplating the moment that I realized that I was actually to the point where I did have to put an end to how long I would play catch with my kid because he <laughs> had a better arm than me. <laughs> I know. That moment has to be a tough one, right? We're like, uh-oh, he's, he's throwing the ball harder than I am. Yeah, it's a it's a humbling moment when you spent all your life throwing balls, and then uh, and then your 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 son, your baby, throws it further than you. Yeah, I saw uh, Roger Clemens' kid had his debut the other day, right? And the kid was saying, "Thank God I'm a hitter and not a pitcher, so I don't have to try to live up to Roger's you know legacy that he had built." I would think that would make it a lot easier for him. Well, I think when you're talking about guys like Roger Clemens or you know Ken Griffey or right. Bobby Bonds. If you were the offspring of, of one of them, it's, that's probably a, a pretty tall order. And I imagine that that any you know any young player whose whose father, brother, you know, relative played in the big leagues feels some uh, level of pressure. But by and large, I think having grown up around the game, they probably have greater advantages than most in understanding how to manage the, the whole scene. So, how is it living up to the name Jerry Depoto? Uh, probably a little easier than you would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, we'll see if something tells me it'll be a lot easier for Cecily to live up to the name Mike Salk. Trust me. Uh, let's, uh, let's delve in a little bit and we'll start with probably the best story on the team right now. And that's Ty France. I mean, just what he's doing at the plate. It feels like every time, you know, every game he's on base a couple of times, is this who Ty France is, or is he on a hot streak? What are we seeing? But if he's on the hot streak, it's it's, it's about a two year hot streak. You know, this is this is I, I, I he can't possibly continue to deliver. You know, three hits a night in the biggest situations. His his level of of clutch hitting right now is otherworldly and you know and, and to expect that that's going to be the case every day is pretty unfair but you know i say that now and we really do believe that the hitter you're seeing the ability to make adjustments to to allow his hands to to do the work and is that's that's the real deal this is ty you know he's 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 a great hitter and and i think the we we've talked about it a lot over time but even yesterday we were talking about the you know, the, the blessing that it has been that he just picked up a first base club, became a very good major league defender at first base. And because we always believed that the bat would translate and it's a, he's, he's become, you know, it, like, as you said, it's just a great story on this team. What does that mean? Let his hands do the work. You know, Ty keeps his hands in a position. A lot of times when a hitter launches his swing, you know, the hands move forward and, and now you've lost control of the barrel of the bat. And, and when you hear, you know, us among others, you know, when we talk about the idea that, that the bat stays in the zone for a long time, that's usually driven by the, by hitters who trust their hands and, and they allow their hands to come through late and they, they use the off field the way that Ty does. And it's a, You'll see it, and you know, last night's a great example. And and oftentimes with Ty, when he gets in those big situations and the runner in scoring position, and and they've got the overshift played because that's where he hits the ball most frequently. You know, Ty just hits it. He'll he'll just hit a ground ball through the hole at second base because he keeps his hands back for long enough to allow them to do the work. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a it's he's he's 
that's what great hitters do. And, and, and it's really hard to, to, to get very creative in the way you defend hitters like that because he can, he can manipulate the, the field so well uh, with, with the fact that his hands, he's a, he's a handsy hitter who just knows how to hit. Do you think there are more Ty Francis out there? And I ask because you mentioned sort of picking up the first base glove and becoming a first baseman. I mean, he was never considered to be a top, top prospect despite hitting at every level. Are there more players like that out there? There always are. You know, I I actually, in in a a conversation yesterday with one of our players, I, you know, that's, while we've we've been cultivating a minor league system and developing you know prospects to to affect the, the long term of our major league club, you know one of the things that I think we've we've done a, an effective job of over time is finding some Ty Francis and you know and Ty's obviously been you know an extreme example of it, but finding those players in other systems or in our own guys that were blocked or were not you know, highly touted on draft day that, that might not have the attributes of a player that when you run them through a combine, everybody is blown away. And, you know, the, the wonderful thing about baseball is you don't have to be six, five and 2% body fat and, and run, you know, at, at, at crazy speeds. You know, those are helpful additives, but you can play baseball by controlling your motor skills and, and by, you know, through work ethic, just focusing on the ways that you can improve th- those small baseball skills. And, and I think Ty's a great example of it. It's a, you can be a great hitter and, and not stand out in a crowd when you're 12 or 15 or 18. And, and I say that knowing that when Ty was 12 or 15 or 18, he was probably getting three hits a day, but everybody was looking at the guy who, who was the strapping athlete, and mm-hmm. Ty overcame. And then there are a lot of guys like that in baseball. You just have to be willing to look under the stones. I mean, it's not bad, though, when you see all those attributes put together in a Julio Rodriguez form, right? Bingo. You know, I mean, they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you want to – it's Julio stands out with, with all those physical attributes. And, you know, it's a – but – if you if you don't scout the other things, you know, it's a scout the scout the ability to barrel balls, scout the ability to find, you know, I, I this this may sound very basic, find players who have a feel for hitting the ball into the open space because you know it's a and I'm going to give Rick Riz credit. I don't think he'll be bothered that I shared this, but you know he mentioned the other day that he had a conversation with George Brett some years back and and asked him about the overships and, you know, what would you, how would you feel if in your time they would have overships? How would that have affected your offensive game? And, and George Brett said, ah, I would hit 400 every year <laughs> because they left enough open space that you could just, you go out and you find it. And, and Ichiro could do that. And George Brett and Wade Boggs and, you know, and, and Ty France has a lot of those attributes. He can go find the, the open space and, and, and just adjust to what the field is providing him or what the pitcher is allowing. It's so funny you bring up George Brett. I was trying to come up with comps for Ty France the other night, and that was actually one of the names that that jumped out to me. Then I went back and was looking at George Brett's numbers because I saw him play, but I didn't re- like I didn't see his early years. Oh my god, they're truly incredible! I mean, what an incredible hitter! The incredible player, yeah, incredible player. I mean, led the league in, in everything. <laughs> You know, it's a, and I know you've heard me say this before, or may have heard me say this before. You know, a, a Bill Jamesism from from his earliest days writing Baseball Abstract and 
and uh, you know, taking sabermetric or or you know his form of baseball evaluation mainstream. You know, he once referenced the, the the notion that the more unique a player is, the greater his value. And that like at, at the major league level, you're looking for players. It's it's great to have comps, and we all throw them around, and we throw them around on draft day, and I throw them around roughly you know hourly during my day. But to find players that are unique, you know, unique skill sets, unique, uh, I guess, players at this level, it, to, to find separation from the others is, is a big deal. And that gives you a ton of value. And, and I really do think in so many ways that Ty France is, is you know, he's unique. It's, he's a right-handed hitter who's not a dynamic runner who still, you know, it goes out. It's, it's hard to hit 300 in today's major leagues when you're not naturally a runner and, and Ty just goes out and he bangs his way to, to three fifty, which is pretty phenomenal and, and give credit where it's due. He's, he's a unique player. Uh, Jerry, uh, some things unfortunately are not going quite as well as, as Ty France's season or, or Julio, who we touched on as well. Um, and, and I spent some time earlier today talking about Jesse Winker. What do you think is happening with Jesse right now? I think Jesse's trying to figure out the transition into a new ballpark, a new team. That was, you know, I don't want to say a disruptive moment. I think he was excited and remains excited to come to the Mariners. But obviously the first two months of the season haven't gone well. And he's, a, he's, he's got a tremendous track record. He's irrefutably been an excellent major league hitter through the course of his career. And, you know, a lot of guys, when they come in, they feel the, the weight of expectation. And, and I think we see that with some of our guys, frankly, that, that aren't performing, you know, on par with their career norms. And, and Jesse's one of them is that players are human and they put a lot of pressure on themselves to deliver. And, and if you walk in the door and the expectation is that you're the guy who's carrying the 880 or 900 career OPS and you've, you've, been awesome against the right hand pitching your entire career and you were an all-star and you know that the major league network shredder had been the number one left fielder in baseball and and you get off to a rough start which he did and and that you start putting a lot of pressure on yourself to 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 bring it back and and that's that's tough to overcome and usually what you see is those players will want the way they get out of it is just by letting go of the wheel and taking a breath and letting things happen. And, and, you know, hopefully Jesse gets that point. Cause I do think he has put a tremendous amount of pressure on himself to be that player instead of just being the best Jesse Winker he can be every day. And, uh, and, and I'm sure he's going to get back to it. There's, there's no reason at 28 years old that he's no longer going to be the player that he's always been. And he will recover. I, it would be nice if it started sooner than later, but he will recover. Do you feel similar story with, with Robbie Ray? Uh, Robbie, actually, the underlying information for Robbie suggests that he's still pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's a high strikeouts. He's managed his walk rate. The, the last five weeks, he's been excellent. His his expected ERA is about a run lower than his actual ERA. And, you know, Robbie, similarly, I think, is finding his way into that one big inning. And it's, uh, it's, it's actually kind of a, an amazing trend that has developed. And in those moments, he's just trying to do too much, just like we talked about with Jesse. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it, there's, 
you don't need to do that when you're when you're at the level of performer that these guys are. And but again, they're human beings, and and they put a lot of pressure on themselves. And and it, just taking a breath and and letting it happen. There's you don't have to outdo the best version of yourself. You just have to show up that day and and play, just perform, because their skills and 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 their histories are such that that you believe in it. And and again, I I I don't in a different way. I don't think Robbie really needs to to bounce back. You know, Robbie just needs to to take a breath in those big moments because he doesn't have to be Cy Young every every inning of every game. He just needs to deliver the best he can and not put so much pressure on himself. You know, it's interesting, and you, you sort of bring up those the weight of those expectations. I mean, the team sort of has higher expectations this year than than the last couple. Is it challenging, do you think, to build some of that same kind of vibe that, that has really helped carry them the last few years? It, it seems like it would be challenging to build and rebuild that year after year. You know, every team, you know, every team and every year has its own unique personality. You know, there's, a, with the exception being if, if the same 26 players, staff, and, and worldwide environment reoccur which has happened exactly zero times in the history of man. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's not the way it really works. So each team morphs into something slightly different than the team before it. And, and you try to maintain a foundational culture that, that, that works, you know, a belief system, a, a focus point. This is what we're about. And then the 26 players will develop personality for that particular team and and i do think that this team is still trying to find its personality and you know it's a it's june now and and it's not something you can really rush last year's team was it was such a resilient bounce back oriented team and and not to to be demeaning to that team in any way because it's one of the funnest teams that i've ever been around but this team has more talent than that team. And, you know, we're still trying to find the, the personality here. And, and we, have, we have good players in the primes of their career. We have young players with tremendous upside. We have veteran players who've accomplished a lot. And whatever expectations we have or the media has had for us, our players share those expectations and in many ways have driven us to, to – to perform, to get mm-hmm. better. And, you know, now we just have to figure out how to channel that to, to more consistency on the field. And to be fair, I do think that that, that has played over the last week, we've played quite well. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it, it's always what's on your optic lens that you remember. And we got our butts kicked last night, but we, we've played quite well for a week. And if we keep doing that and just chip away, we'll, we'll make our way back. Well, that, that I'm confident of. Uh, I'm sure there's some conversations about what's been what's been different and why the team has played better and and certainly Justin or uh, uh, Kyle Lewis gave them a bit of a lift. Uh, but I wanted to focus for a moment on Taylor Trammell, uh, who still is only 24. I had to look that up yesterday, um, and maybe just this second time around seems like uh, just a lot more comfortable and confident out there. Like TT is doing things that he's not done as a big leaguer, and frankly, that he's he's now just starting to adapt to. Uh, last night, you saw him hit a double in the left center field gap. I, I don't remember ever really seeing that as, as a as a big league player from Taylor, and and you know it, the night before he he stayed inside a ball off a left hand pitcher and hit a rocket low liner that skipped hopped the shortstop, and the shortstop you know roughly made the play, but there's. 
he's he's doing things. He's getting on top of that high pitch and driving it to the opposite field in ways that he never has. And he's making the adjustments that young players make. And you know, we we do live in a society that wants to see it now. And and you know, twenty three year olds getting their first exposure to the big leagues, not doing it right now is, is that's a story as long as as the as time and you know 24 year olds who learned a lesson and came back and they're a little better for it also something that is not uncommon and and i just think you're seeing taylor grow and and i would like to believe that he can take this and run with it like we talked about with ty i don't think you're going to see taylor Trammell go out in ops you know a thousand or eleven hundred for the year or hit 360 but you are seeing a young player who's making the adjustments and getting better. And, and that's a pretty gratifying thing for, for a team with, with young players who are as athletic and, and high character as, as Taylor is, because he well, can be a really big contributor for us. Yeah. And that's actually what made me think of it is, is just his, you know, the, the personality that he brings and some of the fun factor watching him, watching the, you know, Kyle Lewis and some of his abilities when he was back out there. Do you have an update on, on Kyle and how he's doing? You know, well, Kyle's in the, the MLB concussion protocol system right now. So, you know, minimally, he'll miss seven days from the point of, of the, the contact, I, I guess. And uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, it rattled him. And, you know, I think that's, that's obvious. It's, uh, you know, it's a scary thing when you get hit up in the, in the, the head area. But for, for Kyle, it's, we are such a much better lineup when he's in there. And, you know, it's a, it's a different dynamic when you look down and, you know, you're six, seven, eight in the lineup. And, and instead of trying to scratch out a rally with a walk and a, and a, and, and, a, and I guess manufacturing a run is having a guy down there who can clean up two runners on base with one swing. And, and Kyle can do that. It's a, it's, it's, he is, he is, such a dynamic presence in our lineup that would like to, you know, to be able to count on that. But we're going to, you know, the way we have to approach this with Kyle is we're going to be thankful for the moments that he is available to play in the games, whether it be, you know, by virtue of the knee or currently with the concussions. I can't really give you an update. I, I'm not a doctor who can predict when concussions will mm-hmm. will rectify themselves or, or this too shall pass. I, it could be Seven days, it could be longer for all I know. But I do know that when he gets back out there and, and is able to play, we are a better team. Uh, what about Justin Upton? What, what What is the expectation for him? Uh, I know he's uh, in AAA and, and played last night. What, what do you expect out of Justin Upton? Uh, you know, Justin Justin played in, in Arizona, got himself up to speed. He's been swinging, you know, in, in cages for, for a couple of months and, and this is his first game exposure in a while. So the, the great likelihood is he'll play the remainder of this week minimally in, in AAA. And then we're just going to take it day by day. Uh, he could be back with the major league club as, as early as the start of our next homestand, uh, and, and start taking reps there. But having not played in as long as, as, as it's been for Justin, we're going to take our time and just let him, you know, he's, Justin's been through this, you know, he's, he's a, former all-star silver slugger. He's had a long and productive career. He'll know when he's ready and, and he's mature enough to, to let us know when that is. 
Yeah, what do you think happened with him in the last few years of his career? I mean, he, he as you said, had had such an incredible start to his career, and the last few years obviously have tailed off a little bit. Is that just injuries? You know, what 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 happened to Justin Upton? You know, it's funny, Justin. Maybe, and I've known Justin for a long, long time. You know, I I, I was part of the Diamondbacks scouting and development group when we drafted Justin and, and, uh, you know, so on some level, I guess I've, I've, I've known Justin since he was 18 years old. And, and although there was a gap in there, it's a, it doesn't, he, I, I, I know Justin or who he is and he is, uh, he has a warrior's mentality. He will go out like, like players from, you know, from a, a bygone era, he'll go out and he'll play banged up. He's, he'll play through the injuries and, and the and the small issues and and sometimes as you get into your 30s that manifests itself in lesser production because you're content or or I guess you are intent on being in the lineup every day and and it, that's the kind of player Justin has been but now I say that and a lot of you know offensively Justin from the day he stepped on a major league field and and truly through most of his time has been a very similar player in terms of of what to expect he's you know, it, he 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 does damage. He'll take his walks. He will strike out. He's he's a run producer by trade, and you know, the a lot of the the metric. Uh, if you look at his metrics or, or the analytics over the the last handful of years, a lot of them penalize him for the defense and and or the fact that he's spending his time as a designated hitter. And when Justin was young, while never a Gold Glove defender, you know he was an athletic defender who was constantly playing. Uh, right field uh, and for for playoff quality teams, mm-hmm. now, he's probably not that guy anymore who can go out there and play that, that type of defense every day, uh, and that's why you'll see you know war values at a lesser level. But he's still a very potent bat when he's at the at his best. Well, we'll look forward to it uh, to seeing him and uh, and continuing off this road trip. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't mind not seeing your team go to the East Coast again for a little while. It's been what three times in a row that they've had to start off a road trip there. But Jerry, we uh, will talk again next week. Thank you very much. Sounds good, guys.